10 to 1, episode 154. Movies 2021. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And it's April. And Yay. we're finally getting around to actually not releasing, <laughs> but recording our movies episode that we do usually at the beginning of January. Yeah, but we usually don't have a baby in January. In fact, yeah, we could have we've done never this had soon. a baby in January. This is true. We could have done this sooner, though. Like, yeah, I think back in maybe February. Well, there's a lot of stuff we could be doing even now. We could, we could have written our Christmas letter yet. I see that being a a July thing. We could have read more books to the girls. We could. Oh, I know. Bake more. This is my life. Lying yeah. in bed at night, I could have done this. I could have done more. Yeah. So, but we can't do more today, except podcast. Honestly, most nights, I don't even do that. That was Melissa of yesteryear. I'm done feeling guilty for all that didn't get done most no. of the time. I've come to accept my my general... Hmm. I'm showing myself more self-love. Isn't that what we're all about these days? Uh, we? We the general population. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> movies from last year our 10 favorites we did do our our scary movies bunch of scary movies so this is going to have some overlap for me and so oh. we should shorten it up a bit but uh other than that I don't, I don't think i have any other intro anything for you that stands out from last year well generally i say this every year and i'm gonna say it again that uh, just because it's on my list doesn't mean it's uh, there aren't objectively better movies. But these are the ones that I would I'd be more most likely to rewatch. Uh, and I had thirteen total that from 13 all from all the possible. movies that we watched. We watched like eighty five last year. Okay. Um, and of those, there were thirteen that I I was. I could definitely say uh, those should be in the top. Hmm. Oh, okay. Top ranking. I have twenty-four that I thought about, and six more rewatches. No, nine more rewatches. I thought were pretty good, so that's probably about half, half the ones we we watched. So, all right. Well, I'll start with my number ten. It seems like we talked about this one. But it wasn't part of our scary movies, even though it would fit in there. It is, oh, I know when we talked about this, Prisoners. Ah. And we talked about it because it's a Denis Villeneuve movie. Yeah. And of course, we watched his Dune last year. We also watched some of his other movies before we saw Dune. And uh, yeah, this one's Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. And it's a kind of a hard to watch uh, drama, uh, hard to watch, especially if you're a parent, but, uh, but very good, good yeah. acting, good, uh, good tense plot, 
always making you think old Denny is. So that's my number 10. Yeah. I, uh, five stars, uh, five stars or, or maybe I give it four and a half. It's a good movie. I think I'm good without ever watching it again. Yep. You gave it four and a half. One of his best movies, but not easy to watch as a parent is, is your comment. There we go. Your review. Oh. All right. Got all my all my reviews fired up for I don't the movies you've picked. Just pulled that one up on Letterboxd. Oh. And if you go to Letterboxd, dear listener, you too can see Melissa's occasional reviews, us, my even more occasional reviews. See what I like to do is put it off until I've got a massively overwhelming number of reviews to post and then put it off some more. And then finally the burden of guilt is just too crushing for me to bear. And so I just blast through a whole bunch of reviews and get it done. I'm a big fan of just staring at my phone <laughs> right after watching a movie. Just how I don't know how to put my thoughts into words. So I'll just hit four stars Submit. Liked it. <laughs> Moving on. It's my general. Good movie. Principal. <laughs> All right. My number Prisoners 10. Prisoners 10. You're 10. My number 10 was Hunt for the Wilder People. Huh. Uh, that was a fun movie. It's always going to have such a, just a great song. Uh, Ricky Baker. Uh, Ricky Baker. It's yeah, the starring, birthday song. Yeah. That they sing. Uh, it's starring... Uh, Alan Ricky Grant. Baker, you are now 13 years old. <laughs> uh, what's that guy's real name? Sam O'Neill? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't think that was right. Awesome. I never remember actors' names. Uh, so he's he plays the same character he does in Jurassic Park, which is kind of the curmudgeon. Except and it's great. A New Zealand curmudgeon this and, time. And even older curmudgeon. So even more curmudgeonly. And, uh, and it's this movie has a lot of heart. It's funny. Uh, it's very interesting. You're gonna if you don't love it, I'll be surprised. My number ten, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, that was a a lot of fun. Very fun movie. Good uh, Taika Waititi movie. Uh, so my number nine is The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Ah, oh, why didn't I put that on Humphrey my top Bogart 13? and. Uh, we don't need no stinking badges. And uh, stay a movie that you know, you know five minutes into the movie what the plot's going to be. But like the great classic stories, it's not about uh, twists and turns and, and trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen. It's... Um, it's watching the characters interact with each other. Yeah, and and you know what's coming, ultimately at least, and um, just seeing the the consequences of of decisions and the the greed of men's hearts play out. It's a it's a good movie. Yeah, this is a good one. Solid. That Humphrey Bogart, huh? Oh, I know. Hey, we should do a top ten Bogart movies. We're gonna have to watch a whole bunch more. Before we do that. Well, okay. <laughs> he's a he's a pretty good actor. Because right now, I've seen four. It's not going to make a good top ten. So that's my number nine. The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Five stars. My number nine was covered on our uh, top ten horror movies, Ghostbusters. Instant <laughs> win for me. <laughs> so, 
Don't feel I need to really elaborate on that. Right. Your number eight. What a, what a lot of fun. My number eight is Anatomy of a Murder. This is uh, one of the oh, movies yeah. been planning to watch for so long. It's, oh, it's yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. It's Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. And it's one of the best movie posters of all time. My favorite. Uh, it's one of the poster best designer. What's that guy's name? Saul Bass. I don't know. Saul Bass. Uh, go look up his his graphic design. Love it. Uh, he did West Side Story, uh, Anatomy of a Murder, Vertigo, mm, Psycho, I think. So he did some Hitchcock. Uh, let's see. Well, I can't remember any other stuff off the top of my head, but uh, a very recognizable style. Yeah, what uh, a very um i'd say for for hitchcock a very straightforward might be the wrong uh wrong word it's not sensational i think like some of his others are like psycho or or vertigo the 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 content of the of the story is not sensational um but uh, the acting and the, the mm, I mean, if you like courtroom dramas, the uh, mental games, the, the verbal, uh, not jousting, but the, the word games almost that people are playing is, uh, it's great. Five stars. Yeah. Anatomy of a Murder. My number my number eight was uh, Crazy Stupid Love. This is a rom-com starring Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. And they are so great in this movie. Uh, their acting is is great. Their, uh, the plot is terrific. And it's not just, it's not just funny and romantic. It's also like there's some some messed up stuff going on, and yet it's like very true to life too. Uh, like there's these kind of silly scenarios, but it's it's p- pretty plausible, and and there there's some real good uh, real good heart to this movie. So all of that combines for a very fun, pleasurable viewing experience. And there was there was just one scene like the whole movie built towards it mm-hmm. and we just were dying laughing it was so so good it was it was a cherry on top moment my number eight crazy stupid love all right that one is a lot of fun my number seven also fun the life aquatic ah, with yeah. steve zizu <laughs> Which is I, such a weird movie. I fully expected to not like this movie. You picked it. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Another one of Brian's weird, yeah. boring, not really ever heard of it before movies. And oh, this is a great movie. You should check it out. It is weird. I I agree. It is weird. But uh, it's Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray. It's Wes Anderson. It's very weird. And, um, I didn't get all of it, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, 
It's one I think we'll have to watch again at some point. Four and a half stars. But maybe in retrospect, it's five. Maybe we'll watch it again, and we'll see. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zazu. My number seven. So on to your number seven. All right. My number seven is No Country for Old Men. Ah, that's my number six. Ah, yeah. Yep. So I can't remember the last time I read a book and saw it so perfectly adapted. Mm. Uh, This is, this might even, I don't know if it's better than the book or not, but uh, it has a fantastic actor playing the uh, the main villain, Anton Shigur. Mm. And uh, he, uh, I mean, he's so perfect for it. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones as the old, uh, tired sheriff is, uh, the casting is, is just, um, it's perfect. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much. This is one that you don't really need to know anything about going into it. Uh, although I will say, even I read the book first, Brian didn't. Mm-hmm. And knowing everything that was going to happen uh, did not lessen my enjoyment hmm. one bit. Hmm. It's so good. Like we're talking about with with uh, Sierra Madre. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, uh, so uh, Shakespeare only wrote one original play and co-wrote one rich- and another one, I think. Um, but all of his plays, other than those one or two were adaptations of existing stories and his audience would have already known the plot. Like they already knew what was going to happen. Um, but uh, so that wasn't the point for him. The point was, um, you know, all the other stuff, the, the characters and the ideas and of course, just the beautiful language and the pleasure of, Maybe the character doesn't know what's going to happen when the audience does. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So that's, uh, well, that's kind of, that's fun too when yeah. you know there's a good joke coming up. That's true. Uh, it's like, uh, someone else I, I was listening to recently was comparing it to music where you're, uh, the first time you hear a song, you know, you might enjoy it, but then when you're re listening to your favorite songs, you're, anticipating certain maybe the the chorus you really like or your um the more that you know the more that you know it the better you can enjoy it so um i agree with that yeah so uh yeah this is i think i gave this four and a half stars at first but this is definitely a five star movie um yeah it's uh have i told did i tell you my theory that it has a, well, how do I want to say this? Mm, um, a th- my theory on the ending that I, th- that it's the opposite of what an opposite interpretation of what I think is the normal interpretation of the ending. Okay. We'll have to discuss that off the air then. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe we'll put it after the credits. If you've okay. already seen no yeah. country for old men. Good idea. Um, yes. Well, okay. I think some people think that it's a... Just what, put it after after the credits. I'm, I'm not going to explain it, but some people think that it's a a 
hopeless ending. I think it's a hopeful okay. ending. Okay. I think and I can say that. And after the credits, now you can... My interpretation can is... I see. Yep. Okay. Is, uh... Yes. So, great movie. <laughs> Coen Brothers. Yeah. Have they made any bad movies? Doesn't seem like it. None that we've seen. No, none that we've seen. No Country for Old Men, Fargo, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, that was. All four. <laughs> Hudsucker Proxy was fun. So that was my number. Your number seven, my number six, No Country for Old Men. What's your number six? Right. Well, my number six, speaking of the Coen brothers, is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay. So... Uh, wow. Sometimes we'll we'll pick a movie on a whim, just kind of. Yeah. Oh, we we've heard about these these directors. I mean, it sounds like a somewhat interesting plot. Sure, we'll give it a try. And this one was solid gold, an absolute home run. So, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is six individual stories set on the western frontier in America and they don't have anything to do with each other they're just like snippets uh just little short stories and it works so well uh in this movie you have completely different actors and characters and i was really hard pressed to decide which of the stories i liked the best um, because they're all just so good. Uh, but there are some that, uh, like the gold, gold digger, uh, for all that there's, uh, man, I don't want to give anything away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one's really good. Yeah. Uh, and the stagecoach, there's one at the end where there's a stagecoach and there's people in it riding together somewhere and they're just. They spend most of the drive just talking to each other. Uh, man, that's so interesting. How do so... Uh, you, If anybody's ever... Some director is ever wondering, like, how do I make dialogue interesting? Watch that story. Uh, nothing happens there. They're just talking to each other, but it's so good. So gripping. It's a good one. I I do prefer... No, this is their best movie. I, it's their best. I mean, I've only seen four of their movies. It's better than Fargo, better than Hudsucker. But it. What was the other one? It's probably their fourth best movie what? of the four movies I've seen. What's the other one that we've seen? Maybe their third. Oh yeah, the No Country for Old Men. No Country. No, this is the best. It's third or fourth. Humph. Uh, but it is good. It's still a good movie. Very good. Oh, Honorable and mention. also has uh, Dudley from Harry Potter oh, yeah. uh, doing a fantastic job as a great orator in uh, in one of the plots. Anyway, my number six, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Right, right. Um, five for me is Swiss Army Man, which... <laughs> Speaking of Harry Potter... Speaking of Harry Potter, stars Daniel Radcliffe as a corpse. Um, this is such the eponymous a weird Swiss Army Man movie, and Paul Dano as 
a severely messed uh, up. I mean, mentally, the guy's mental. It's so weird. Uh, I mean, without. <laughs> well, okay. So it opens with Paul Dano about to hang himself um, on a beach. A deserted He's island. On, yeah, a deserted island. And then um, up on the shore, doesn't doesn't a corpse wash, wash a corpse up on shore? washes up, and so he... Yeah, that's Daniel Radcliffe. He goes to try and revive it. Yeah, but... Uh, turns out he's dead. Turns out he's dead, a corpse. And then it's just all... After that, it's tale of... It's like Robinson Crusoe, but with a talking corpse... And, and the corpse helps him survive. Yeah. Like, is this like, is this fantasy or is it all in his head? Is he crazy or like, what exactly is going on here? And it's really dumb at some points and crude and um, bizarre. And maybe it's not actually a good movie, <laughs> but I was... It's a I very unique loved movie. Loved watching it. Five stars. You're not gonna Swiss find Army Man. any other plot like this one. You're not gonna find another. Um. So, yeah. There was very there was strange. one moment that was early earlier on at the beginning of the movie, so crude, but it was so hilarious. Yes, I mean it's a it's the the gas escaping from a corpse is played for laughs quite a bit. So, um. This was directed by The Daniels, Daniel Scheinart and Daniel Kwan. Uh, they directed the movie from this year, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is a great title for a movie. And we'll have to we'll have to check that one out if it's uh, uh, it's supposed to be even better than my number five, Swiss Army Man. Your five. My number five was a recommendation from, I think, one of your co-workers. And yes. it comes from Bollywood. Former co-worker, he left the company. Uh, well, yep. he can't be all that bad because he recommended this movie. That's true. And it's called And Had Hun. A-N-D-H-A-D-H-U-N. Y'all, I don't... This this movie has some of everything. It's got comedy. It's got horror. It's got action. It's got uh, serious reflection. It's so, so good. Uh, it's the story of this guy. He's blind. Turns out he's only pretending to be blind. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he uh, gets uh, he he gets involved in some some pretty crazy stuff. And I really, I would encourage you to go into this movie pretty blind. Haha. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, don't read up anything about it if you can help it. Um, I found it, I, I don't remember there being anything, uh, dirty in it. I think it was clean. Um, uh, so I would, I would say just go into it, um, and have, have fun. This is a really, really fun movie. You're not going to be able to anticipate any of the twists and turns it takes. Yeah, that's apparently... Uh, that's what... Um, oh, I've mostly forgotten his name um, because uh, he left. But uh, 
Actually, I was jo- uh, that was a joke, but now I actually don't don't remember what his name is. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Huh. I'm gonna have to go look him up and see how he's doing. But uh, he was telling me Bollywood movies are are I guess like that. They all have the a bunch of different different um, genres all mashed together, and there has to be singing, there has to be silliness, and there has to be so. Yeah, it was My fun. Kind of movie. I guess so. All right. Well, this one is five stars. This this one is just so good. Yeah, By the four way, stars. Um, I'm going to say, let's see, Hunt for the Wilder People was uh, my Oh, yeah, only... Nistral. Nistral. He was, that Thanks, was my... Nistral. Okay. Hunt for the Wilder People was my only four and a half star movie. Mm. All the rest, five stars. So good. Like, this was... It's a solid four. A winning year. Mm-hmm. It was a good year. And had my number five. We're on the same page. Whatever. Uh, number four for me is Dune. Wow. We really talked that you one. You really are not a fan. Just your number four. How dare I How? put it. The nerve. How dare I put it number four. But uh, I think we all know that Dune is a fine, fine movie. And uh, we're looking forward to the sequel. Sequel books. Very good. I'm up. I'm in the middle of God Emperor of Dune right now. And that one is the best since the first halfway through. So uh yeah. Unadaptable. That one won't, won't ever be a movie. Too weird. Oh. Too weird. <laughs> Too weird. So uh but go see Dune. Go see Dune two. Whatever they call that one. Uh been there Dune that. Ah, I like it. <laughs> That's my number four, so I guess it's higher on yours. It really wasn't all that clever. What's your number four? All right, my number four was My Neighbor Totoro. Ah. Oh, this was such a good movie and such a great viewing experience, too. We got this from, or no, it was on uh, on Netflix, I think, and uh, we watched it with our girls, and it was just cute and interesting and beautiful art and gorgeous music and very heartwarming and speaks to both the child and the parent in different ways and uh just loved every moment of this movie that was good five stars good family movie go watch it very good all right my number three and we discussed this one in our scary movies parasite it is a better movie than dune I'll agree. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, go back and listen to our Scary Movies episode for our thoughts on Parasite. My number three. All right. My number three, speaking of family-friendly movies, this one is not family-friendly. The Thing! Mm. Talked about it in our Scary Movies. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, Love this movie. <laughs> Could make this a yearly watch every October. Uh, that is... That is a good one. Number two, Fargo. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. And uh, we talked about that in it's our scary movies. a solid four, to quote you. Yeah, Fargo. Uh, we could watch it every year on, I don't know, a holiday <laughs> for that one. I don't remember if, they were, if that took place during any holidays. My number two, Fargo. Uh, my number two, Parasite. Okay, yep. Yep. Oh, man. That's 
that's such a good movie, guys. Very good. Talking about Par- uh, and Hudson and it just completely, you're not being able to predict it. That's Parasite. Is that three? No, two crossovers then? No Country for Old Men you had on yours? Yeah. And Parasite? Yeah. And my number one is The Thing. Third crossover. Oh, my word. You're number one. It was my number one for the scary movies list. But better than Dune? Better than Parasite? I mean, if you go back and look at my scary movies list, I had The Thing, and then Parasite, and then No Country for Old Men, and then Fargo. So I I guess guess I've swapped those in in the meantime. Um... Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Although, I did make this list a little while ago in preparation for this. And if I made it today, I'd probably still be about the same. Yeah, but The Thing, definitely number one. All right. That's, well, uh, that's a good movie. Can't we'll, really... We'll see in uh, in January of next year if that's a, a top 10 Whoa. or top 20 movie. Are you wanting to rewatch period. it this year? Maybe. Maybe we will good Halloween movie. <laughs> uh, so your number one My is, number I one assume? is Dune. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Which is why I was like, yeah, I would agree. Oh, wait, snap. Yeah, I guess you <laughs> I don't. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that cuts it a bit uh, a bit shorter that we, I know. we discussed most of those. Maybe it's just as well that we waited till April. And... Um, yeah, guys, just skip this episode. Honorable Not mentions. Really worth listening to you've heard it all before. Uncut gems was good. Oh yeah. I feel like we've we've mentioned that one before. I don't hate Adam Sandler anymore. Um, the killing of a sacred deer I watched without you, and you would really hate it. It's the same guy that did the lobster. Oh, I would really hate it. But you would hate it more than the lobster. Aww, thank you for that. <laughs> but it's five me. star. It's a five star movie. Uh see sometimes it made I me feel... very angry and um sad. Sometimes I feel like you need to go and watch all the movies that Ben DeBono has said. Oh yeah, man, it's so good. Yeah. And like just vet them for me. I don't need to watch everything that he raves about. Well, you don't need to watch this guy. I forget it. I think it's he's a he has a Greek last name. Um, I'll look it up. But uh, I think you're. Oh, oh, oh actually, uh, no. There is one movie you should watch of his, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, but we should watch the favorite uh, that he did. Okay. England, early 18th century. It's Queen Anne and the Queen's cousin and the Queen's friend, I think. Anyway, that's supposed to be good. Okay. Uh, what about you? Any honorable mentions? Uh, the Shining, Sherlock yep. Jr. Yep. And Dracula, the. Yep. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy. Bella that... Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. Yeah, that's the only only Dracula movie. Yep. A Trip to the Moon. Notable. The earliest movie we've seen, I believe. I think. It's, yeah, it's special. It's worth seeing. I, <laughs> it's like uh, six minutes, I ten think, minutes. I think last year I watched A Room with a View. Um, yep. You were 
Where were you? You were gone somewhere. Um, I it wasn't a business trip, was it? I don't think so. I didn't take still. any business trips last year, but I must have. You went to a basketball game with with my brother Tim. No, not last year. Uh, I haven't done that since COVID. Um, huh? Well, I don't know. I was gone went, for something. Yeah, I watched it. That that's a pretty funny movie. I don't think I was out of town though. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, Sicario is another no. good Denis Villeneuve no, movie. Not. It is another good Denis Villeneuve mm. movie. You're fine skipping it. The conversation. Oh, it's good. It's is a best picture. It's good, and you don't. It's fine to skip it. It's just. It's good. It's memorable. A cherry tale. Cherry tale. What a great. What a great film. This is pretty good. Short little clip. The Departed. It's uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the... Mafia. Yeah. Uh, that one was hard to watch. Mob. Really? I guess I could it see that. It was good acting. It's just... Uh, you Jaws. Watch these, watch these young kids being corrupted and... Yeah. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, the Muppets. We did an episode on that. Jaws was great. Jaws was great. Uh, Young Frankenstein oh, was a lot goodness. of fun. Uh, and then rewatches the Muppet movies, of course. The uh, Wizard of Oz with the girls. Yeah, uh, still great. Still a five star yeah. movie. Man, that really holds up. Yep, Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine we rewatched, and those are probably going to end up on my top twenty movies. Um, Hot I will Fuzz. say those get better. Or at yeah. least the first Blade Runner is yeah. so much better on a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Hot Fuzz, still a favorite. Never gets old. It doesn't ever get old. Crusty jugglers. And uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, never gets old. Yep. So, all right. Well, anything else you wanna you wanna leave them with? How's it? How do you feel that this year is going so far? Last year seems like pretty solid. This year we're trying to do our hundred movies project. Well, I don't feel like we're doing too good at reaching 100 movies. Um, well, let me just pull up the old list and see how many have we watched so far. I don't feel that we've had a lot of real winners. 29. Not like last year. 29 movies. That does include... I mean, it includes a couple with the girls. Oh, and it does include one... Uh, maybe only one um, short film with uh, um, the uh, Rift Tracks people. Uh, and one documentary yeah, on fonts that I watched without if, you. If we're going to reach 100 movies, we, cannot, we can't watch another Birdemic. And uh, what was that other one? Like Birdemic was at least better than the other one. Oh, Guy from Harlem? Yeah. And then uh, we started. That one's worthwhile. Then we start a talking cat. Yeah, yeah you don't need to watch that I'm, one, but I'm go watch the guy from Harlem. The... That one's worthwhile. Mm. Um, I mean, we've watched twenty-six movies in three months, so we're on track-ish. Um, yeah. My life's motto. We're gonna get to one hundred. It just might not be the one hundred we had planned to watch. Yeah. At this rate, so, but I think it's going well. Um, anyway. Uh, go ahead and send us some feedback, tto at cozer.us, or go to our website, 
tto.coser.us slash 154. You can leave a comment. You can let us know. Uh, I guess you can let us know uh, what you thought about the movies we mentioned on this list. You can also go ahead and tell us uh, what movies we should watch this year in preparation for our 100 movies uh, list or our uh, for our 100 movies list in preparation for our top 10 movies of all time next year. Um, leave us those comments and boy, I don't know what our next episodes are going to be. We did not really plan this year no, because we, we normally plan December, January. Uh, we usually do not have a baby December, January. And so we have nothing else actually planned for the rest of the year. So, I mean, we do plan to podcast. I think we plan to podcast. We just need to. I don't want to just pick something just to have a podcast episode anymore. You know what? Like I we do, would have three years ago. I do actually have some episodes that I'm planning to do that okay. you don't have to do any any preparation for. Okay, give us one or two of those. Okay, so one of them, uh, this one's been in the works for forever, ever since I started potty training uh, Lydia and Amber, but it's top 10 potty training tips. Okay, okay. Um, then one that there's two that came to uh, mind just like two days ago, and I just started boom, 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 writing down ideas. Uh, easy ways to better the world and economical ways to be healthy. Hmm. Okay. Those sounds helpful. Not fun. I know. <laughs> I'm a very boring. It's not all about person. fun, though. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, let's see. I'll have to go through. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll find something from from the things I've been reading and and listening and pondering on. Um, been getting into education as we've been homeschooling, and um, yeah, maybe somewhat something with that. Started journaling, maybe something there. I guess uh, I guess we'll have to talk about it some more and see. I wouldn't mind getting around to Weird Al Yankovic songs. Yeah. We just, it's, uh, gotta make the project, make the yeah. time. Anyway, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. You've been listening to 10 to 1. Are you ready for my No Country for Old yes. Men? Okay. So Tell me how it's hopeful. So spoilers for No Country for Old Men. Uh, go read the book or watch the movie, and then you can come listen to this. So I think the, I think the most obvious interpretation at the end or message at the end is uh, sort of uh, the bad guy wins, Sugar... Um, Evil's never defeated. Yeah. Sugar kills Llewellyn. He kills... His uh, girl. His girl. And... He kills everybody. He gets hit by a car. And you're like, oh, finally, this guy. And actually, he gets up and walks off. And he's fine. And <laughs> so you can't kill him. Uh, the sheriff doesn't catch him. 
Uh, the sheriff is, uh, he's not enough. Uh, he's not equipped, you might say, to handle this, this type of evil. I think I heard, I've heard some people say, or read some people saying, that's kind of this idea of, of the new, maybe this new, um, uh, different world than, than the sheriff grew up in, uh, where everything was black and white and, and, um, mm-hmm. people are understandable. And uh, people wanted things, and he's coming up against Sugar, who's just, um, he just chaos yeah. and uh, nihilistic. And uh, then he retires, and um, and he has a weird dream, and it's over. Um, but uh, you could also flip it and say, um, uh, Sugar, uh, yes, he does survive at the end, um, but he is finally forced to... Uh, face who he is when he um i'm gonna have to look up her name um because i feel bad that i i don't remember don't remember the character's name he finally faces up to someone that doesn't um uh, she's afraid of him but she's not uh it's carla jean carla jean is afraid of anton sugar but she doesn't play his game Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes him face what that, he's doing. Right. Yeah. That he is the one. Making the choice. That's, yeah. He is evil. It's not. He's not an avatar for evil or. Um, I, I mean, thematically he is, but he's also a person. And he finally has to face that. He then immediately gets hit by a car and is injured. And so you finally see uh, this guy is mortal and he is going to meet his end, even if we don't see it on screen. Uh, the sheriff, it's true, does not catch Shigur. He doesn't accomplish his mission. He doesn't defeat evil. He didn't even rescue, manage to rescue Llewellyn. Right. Um, but um, in the scene where uh, he... And uh, Shiger are both in the hotel room or in the motel room. Um, they never meet, but they're both in the motel room. Shiger is hiding. The sheriff comes in. Oh, uh, yeah. This is the, uh, to the crime scene. Yeah. He gets in. He. Oh, man. Turns around and leaves. That scene is so. Yeah. So tense. Yep. And it is ambiguous. You can read it as. Uh, maybe the sheriff is giving up, or... Um, I always thought he had, like, this sixth sense of preser- self-preservation. Right, it can be that, certainly. It also seems like Shigur is afraid for the first time. And I don't know why that would be, um, because he's he's killed everyone. <laughs> he's He certainly, you wouldn't think, should be afraid of... A sixty-year-old sheriff, um, but he hides, seems to be afraid, and does not come out until the sheriff leaves. Um, so I would I would say um, that also prefigures um, Sugar's eventual defeat, and that he's not able to face up against um, the good here either. Um, and then the sheriff he does retire, um, but. Uh, and even though he doesn't complete this mission, he also does not 
um, compromise himself. Um, he never, mm, uh, you could say he never, um, he never loses his soul to defeat evil. And then when he is talking about his dream at the end, he has a dream. Um, and I've only seen this movie once, so I might be getting some details wrong here, but, uh, the he has a dream where he sees his father who is also a sheriff mm-hmm. um and who has died he sees his father and his father leads him um i think he leads him through the dark and leads him toward um i don't remember the exact ending he but i thought it's like to a campfire that's kind of, that was what i was thinking he leads him towards a campfire and um so that seems like he's he's um, he's taking his place among the, his, um, the ones that have gone before him, um, that served, I think, uh, their fellow man, um, served and protected. And, um, I take that as a, uh, he's, he's run his course. He's come to the end of his, his, uh, his life's work. And, um, and it was a, it was a good, it was good that he did, and he fought for what was good, and and protected the innocent, and um, now he's ready to take his place, um, uh, among all of those who have who have, uh, you know, been sheriffs or or, mm. uh, you know, uh, I guess like the police you'd think of. Uh, so that's that's my hopeful take on the end of, uh, on the end of No Country for Old Men. Well, I think you're probably wrong, but I like your optimism. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, and that's the that's part of the fun of of uh, literature, or right. or uh, you can just film. make up your own ending. You well, really are a cozer. You can't. No, no, I'm not making up any plot. <laughs> um, For those who aren't in on the joke. Some of Brian's family members, if they don't like a, the end of a movie, then they like to just make up their own ending. And right. Brian has... Dara is mocked too strong of a word. Yeah, it's too strong a word. I'm I'm a pleasant, easygoing fella. Has joked. I've certainly teased. This. I'm a teaser. Um, yeah, but it's fun in these where, where there's maybe ambiguity and where there's um, sort of uh, where they bring out deep thoughts to maybe ponder and and uh, well, maybe try and come up with some ideas and, and share them, discuss them, see if you're on the kind of the wrong, wrong or right track. Anyway, if you've if you've uh, hung around and you've seen No Country for Old Men, let me know if you think I'm way off or if you think yeah maybe he has something. <laughs>